Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name, actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Wir gerne sehen in was ist los. It's dein Freundo Seth. I'm learning German. Yeah, in case you didn't know what that was. That is me trying to impress you with the little German that I know. Right now, I am actually learning German. I took it in high school. I goofed off the entire time. I did some other language learning apps. They taught me things like where the taxi stand is and how to find a bus, um, but not a lot of conversational uh German. Thankfully, that's what Babbel is all about. Babbel teaches you language conversationally, which let's face it, that is what you want to know anyway. I don't know. When I was in school, you learned like how to count. You learned like the colors. You learned the shapes. Those are all important things, but they don't help you when you're in uh, like Cologne, Germany with Ein Nierenstein, which by the way is German for kidney stone, uh, an experience I can unfortunately speak personally to. But I've been using Babbel to learn to speak German again, uh, better than I have before. I actually really like it because it is conversational. It's a little bit more relaxed. One of the things that it does that I really like is it'll sometimes show you what the literal English translation is. And I don't know why, but I find that very helpful in sort of understanding the structure, the grammar of a language and sort of putting myself into that mind space. Since I'm only in Germany for Gamescom, which is like a week, week and a half, I'm not immersed in the German language. I'm not immersed in German culture. So what I do is the second best thing. I'm taking Babbel. Hopefully this year when I go to Germany, I'll be able to impress all the Germans with how much German I know from learning through Babbel. The app has pronunciation recognition, so you'll be able to learn how to speak better with your accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said Apfelstrudel and not Apfelstrudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners because you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babbel.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nintendo! of April 2nd, 2015. I am your host, Jose Otero, and I'm joined once again by Brian Altano. Brr, brr. 
and Pear Schneider. Guten Morgen. And let's get straight down to business, gentlemen. First thing I want to talk about before we get into the Nintendo Direct is, in fact, the Zelda delay which was a punch to my gut uh-huh. on oh, no. Friday. It was absolutely a punch to my gut. Was it like it, a steak dinner-sized uh, punch it, to your gut? Was, it, it's <laughs> one steak bet for anyone interested. Uh, there is one person who will not be named who uh, I was brave enough to take the steak bet with because I thought what he was saying was absolutely ridiculous. And it was delayed for different reasons than what he was saying. <laughs> yep. But regardless, I'm in the hole one steak. It's fine. However, let's, get, let's just go to it. So Friday... Nintendo drops a video where Aonuma begins with, we're sorry, but we've made some discoveries since three months ago when we said that we were going to have this game out in 2015, and we don't want to make that our target to make an inferior game, was basically what he said. I understand that he never used the word delay. The press release will say <laughs> delay before an Aonuma says delay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. right about that. So it happened. I'm devastated by this. I know plenty of people are. No one wants a bad Zelda. I get it. No yeah. one wants that rush to market. I get that too. But I wanted to believe... The, them <laughs> I did they were so confident about it they were they were this was the first time like when we first heard about Zelda and the release this year you remember our discussions on NVC some of us may have said no way it's gonna get delayed till next year some of us and who then, have lived through all of the delays yeah and yeah. then <laughs> I by the way I went back and I looked at every single console game since the N64 days and it happened with every single Everyone. one of them yeah mm-hmm. everyone got delayed till the next year and the statement usually was as we're developing the game, we realize there's so much potential. We want to make sure we get this right. And so sorry, we're going to move it, right? Like, it's been the same story. But they were so confident yeah, in the they direct. Said I know. <laughs> During the, the Game Awards, they said it on Miyamoto's little YouTube tour. Like, yeah. I was like, I believe you. I, I want to trust you. Yep. I don't trust you anymore. And, yep. And, like, they, some some people are pretty cynical about it and say say they, they should just tell you from the beginning. I think they believe themselves, right? Yeah. Like, they start building this game, and then, you know, with this game, they, they this is the first time that they build a really large overworld like that. And that takes a lot of playtesting. But, you know, if you remember our feedback, too, we felt like it was a little empty. Like, yeah. what we saw in the demo, we were worried that you'd be doing a lot of writing through an empty landscape. Mm-hmm. And I think Twilight Princess already had some of those well, issues. You, and you've made the point in the past that Zelda games are extremely polished. Yep. Like that is something that every Zelda for the most part is, right? Yep. Very polished, very yeah. thought out, very well, well meticulously designed. So it takes time to make those things. And, and the way other big open world games deal with that kind of that that expanse and that living world is to create either leveling systems where like you're rewarded for repeat combat with enemies or a new kind of like little side quests that pop up during certain times that you discover. Like Majora's Mask had those in a more limited fashion. Yeah. So I think they ran into that and they said, we need to put more stuff into this world to make mm-hmm. it interesting. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Look. I'd rather have the right game a little bit later. The only thing that's not fine is where that leaves their lineup for the rest of the year. And we don't know yet. By the way, I I wanted to say, I think this is 100% an Amiibo manufacturer. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Wait, do you have anything else you want to say before I I ask you a question? uh, Per and I did a a conversation about this in IGN immediately after this happened, where, you know, obviously the wound was still kind of sore. It's Uh, still fresh. I don't want to hear it. But I I do feel like um, my issue issue with it is is more like what you guys are alluding to that I, I kind of wish we didn't ever think that it was going to happen have they just said we're working on a new Zelda then I would have been like great take your time but to be like 2016 or 2015 it's happening it's happening, it's happening and then it's not um, that's where it hurts so I would rather and I say this for every game like don't show me it don't tell me about it until you're ready and then don't tell me it's coming out until it's ready to come out and I understand things get delayed I have no concept how video games are made and they've done that made. before sometimes too A Link yeah. Between Worlds was like hey uh, Spring Direct by the way we're making a, a yeah. Zelda 
Zelda Link Between Worlds. And by the way, you can play it right now. And, and the, people got to play it the re- that day. The reality is when this game comes out, it's going to be absolutely brilliant. It's going to be one of my favorite games of all time, I'm <sighs> sure. So I'm I'm not I'm not super so, angry about it anymore. Yeah. I'm sort of just like, you know, when we get it, we'll get it and it'll be awesome. From a marketing perspective, 2016 works in their favor because it is the 30th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda yep. in Japan. It yep. came out on the Famicom in 1986 over there. Just like Mario's 30th is this year, although who knows what they're going to do with that. Is yeah. Mario Maker the only thing? But we're going to get to that. But the question for you, what the heck replaces Zelda at E3? I'm, I'm just, like, to me, the biggest horse in this race. The biggest thing that they had. The thing that 30 seconds of footage made everyone go crazy last yeah. E3. And that needs time to be made. I get it. I'm not trying to sound unreasonable. Yep. But that is no longer part of 2015 lineup anymore. It's not even part of E3, and that's what hurt. That honestly. hurt even more. Like, that's one thing. It's one thing to say, we're you're not playing this game this year. And I'm like, damn, that hurts. But to be like, it's not going to be at E3. Like, E3, as a Nintendo fan, is about that magic of when Reggie goes, but wait, we've got one more thing. And it's yeah. always like that. And it's like, then you see, or Miyamoto comes out with a shield. It's all, it's all I need. It's something like that. But instead, but, it's like, we won't be there. That won't be there specifically. But that, it may be at Gamescom then shortly afterwards, or, you know, focused on, on next year, or it may be at a Nintendo Direct. Right, where they're showing games that are farther out. Like, yeah, I I appreciate their focus with E3 on games that are coming out this year, but I I will appreciate less if there isn't anything kind of oh, sizable. Oh, to wait sure. a minute, you don't show Zelda at a direct. You don't like all the attention of they're the video game. To, right? world, they will. All the attention of the video game world is at E3. Like but, it still is. That that, that traditional part well, of right, the video sure. games business still exists. I don't care how many but online presentations. I understand you have. that, but to, to play devil's advocate, like Nintendo has moved away from that over the years. Like what we when we get like four or five directs a year, those are all to lessen the fact that their E3 presentation is not what it used to be. It's it's a smaller, more intimate thing. It's a controlled thing. It's not in front of a live audience anymore. Um, they do three days of treehouse live where they're playing games like that yeah, messaging instead of sort of apexing in one spot throughout the year is now all these little spikes sure you know? but, but look at like we're going to get into yesterday's direct and talk about certain things that they showed but look at how direct sort of sort of play out they either start strong they end strong and then in between you're either snoozing or you're enjoying one or two things that get them announced yeah, but that's, I, that's I just I don't know. I feel like at E three they bring the thunder. They brought the thunder in the past. They still bring it in their digital presentations. They save their best stuff for E three. So yeah. then, I mean, if you look at Nintendo historically, then you're right. This is a game of numbers, right? You get rid of Zelda. You either have a big 3D Mario, or you have some big blowout with Star Fox, which or does, some secret, or some secret, but which doesn't have the same impact, you know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe there's a new 3DS Zelda. Like maybe there's well, more I think than... to the E3 crowd, a new Mario game, more in the vein of Galaxy, would have that impact, or a new Metroid game, in yes, the, in the vein yes. of Prime. But like, I find it hard to believe that. You know, if they're focusing on on 2015, that they'd be able to announce that at E3 and say, by the way, it's but coming out later this year. But they've done that in the year. past, no. But Mario not with 3D a mega. World, but Mario 3D World is that was that game. But that's like, a smaller Mario no, game. No, it wasn't. Yeah, like it that is. game, that was the best co-op Mario yet. Like it's not oh, on the scale of that. Galaxy. It's, it's a not good game, the... but it's not a Galaxy. Is what yeah, I'm but saying. Sure. what I'm saying is, it's not like you don't go to E3 and go New Super Mario Brothers. Like that's not the same impact. No. Like, it yeah. has to be like something much bigger than that, or something that can stand toe to toe with that. You just say that but it's if, happened in the past where we got pac-man yeah yeah but pac-man th- th- verse. Those, were, those were dark days okay <laughs> okay Mara. but but <laughs> let's I, talk about that no, but i would argue right now as not right now there are dark days because nintendo has to support two platforms at the same time has a new initiative kicked off for pc for and mobile right like the same development studios are getting yeah split a little uh, little thin i'd say yeah 
and their big flagship title needs, needs more work, Mobile right? Mobile games don't need that many people working uh, on them. Yeah, of course. Right. But, but it's just one Good more thing do. to do. Uh, depends. Yeah. Size, team size varies, but I, the big console games need bigger I, teams. Sure, what I'm saying, Jose, made by one guy. <laughs> what I'm saying, Jose, don't get your hopes up for like a Mario-sized reveal at E3. I just don't think it's going to happen. I think so either. I think the big focus at E3 will be Star Fox. And I They're going to try to make that into the biggest biggest game. And that better be one hell of a game. And then there'll be like a new Smash Brothers character based on user like, votes, it's, that well, maybe, kind of stuff. If, oh, if their plan right. was to have Zelda at E3 and to have Zelda come out this year... That was their big plan. That's not happening. The 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 ceasing of that doesn't mean that they're suddenly going to materialize some Nintendo fanboy dream. I'm not I would saying love that. that. Oh, no, and but, I don't want to sound like an unreasonable fan. All I'm saying is that right now, where we use future was worrisome. It's especially troubling. Like yeah. what we're going to see come For, out of E3. Like I'm, I really want to see what they bring to the yeah, table. Yeah, and I hope that it is some surprises. Nothing will replace Zelda. Let's let's be fair. Sure. Everyone who's listening to this knows that. And if yeah. you don't know that, get get with it, bro. Like or sis, whoever you are. Mm-hmm. Like that. <laughs> at the end of the day, like nothing's going to replace that game. And I I completely have come to terms with that. But I can't help but be concerned for what is going to be the big yeah. temple thing that is going to attract new people 100%. to the platform. You're not going to bring 100%. anything. Or I shouldn't say that. Let's see what you bring. I think they'll That's have a couple of interesting projects. And like if you look at the Nintendo Direct, I mean, there's some very Japanese, very strange projects on the. <laughs> way mm-hmm. um, coming out next year yeah. um, that are already being teased I, I gotta think that there are there is some interesting software left for the US coming out this year that they haven't announced sure. yet yeah. but I don't think I do think it'll be mostly about Star Fox and I'm confident that game's gonna look really really cool yeah same and then there'll be a couple of smaller titles, maybe branded titles, focus on kind of like the street pass games, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Alright, so last thing, cynically going around the internet the illusion that history will repeat itself and that Zelda can end up an NX game. Yeah. To me, it's too soon to make that call. Yeah. Like, I get it. I understand, like, the easy call to make was Zelda was going to get delayed. I have come to terms with it. You've just listened to 10 minutes of us, roughly 10 minutes of us complaining about that fact. Yeah. But I do not for one second invest immediately in the hope that it's an NX game. I think whatever it ends up to be, let's see how next year turns out. Do they take advantage of that marketing opportunity and say, hey, it's 30th anniversary of Zelda. Let's ship this thing on time to take advantage of that. It depends. Because for them, it's more about is the game done? It's not about will this market better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We know that. Like, I mean, every... You know, when you look at what the Zelda game is, it is it is absolutely a game that could easily transfer to the next platform, right? Like, it's not that you need the Wii U setup for this game to work, right? What about that right? second like, screen, though? Was, what about that map? What yeah, about all that yeah, zooming? No, no, no. But <laughs> you, you don't you don't really need that. Well, NX is going to use the 3DS as a second oh, screen, yeah. so it'll so, be fine. Sure. Uh-huh. Or the, the uh-huh. 1DS Hang that's on. coming I'm out. I'm going to go get yeah. invest. Um, no, but... <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, technically, sure, it could happen. We don't know what's going to happen in development, but it feels too early. Like, I don't think um, I don't think that game is going to move to NX. I don't think you're going to see all that much on NX. I don't think you're going to see anything on it this year. It's actually well, moving not. exclusively yeah. to yeah. Android phones. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and on that note, <laughs> it is time to talk about Nintendo Direct, which happened yesterday... <laughs> lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, I guess I should start out with, though, your general impressions. What is the thing that came out of this that you were most excited about? Let's start with the most exciting thing and then the most disappointing thing. Most exciting thing out I of mean, this I mean, they're, they're both the same thing. So, 
I think. Are they? Yes. I really? think there's amiibo. I think there's. Oh, wait. really? Oh, yes. Well, because they say it's happening, and top. you go, "Great, I'm losing hair." <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's, it's all gone. Every every new announcement they make about this is coupled with thousands of hours of headaches from all over the world. When they and they and they get out and they brag, they go, "Hey, we're gonna make some more retail exclusive ones." Let me tell you, we're burying a game and watch yeah, underneath a Costco. But the we're minute gonna... that the so, more retailer exclusive amiibo coming, I'm just like, so oh. so grin in. Ninja is exclusive to Toys R Us. Jigglypuff is exclusive to exclusive to Target. Yeah. And GameStop has uh, who's GameStop have? Ness. Ness. Oh yeah. My favorite. And I wanna... and so well to be fair, GameStop is most equipped to deliver more. You know, to to deliver a good pre-order experience compared yeah. to the other two, where we, you guys recall we were told <laughs> they don't Toys take pre-orders yeah. for for dolls, right? What yeah. about Toys R Us? Um, so where's their exclusive? But yeah, that is to to actually say that with any sense of like pride or anything on the direct. Yeah, <laughs> that should be like they should have gone like. And by the way, we got some retail exclusive. Like like yeah. turning away from the <laughs> camera, <laughs> coughing. It's horrible. And it's also like I want to say we've been talking about Amiibo a lot on this show, and oh, I yeah? know a lot of people listen to the show and they just love Nintendo games. And they don't care about Amiibo. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> what yesterday's direct solidified to me is that you kind of have to start caring about Amiibo in some capacity because Nintendo is putting them in everything. <laughs> Almost everything they're working on will have Amiibo support in some capacity. Let's I break would, that I down. Would, I mean, we haven't... I would, yeah, no, we haven't. Um, before we do, I would only argue that they still have this uneasy positioning of Amiibo to me, where mm. even though the figure part of it is very cool... The game portion of it has yet to prove to me that it is essential. Sure. That, to me, is the one thing that's worrisome. But let's break down what Amiibo announcements happened yesterday. So the first one being, let's see. I'm sorry. I'm slightly unprepared for this. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World gets adorable yarn. Yarn Amiibos. And they look like plush toys. The internet is They're also that that made us... Collectively rethink the concept of what an amiibo could be, because now yeah. it could be anything. It could be yeah. a house with yeah. a, a disc in the middle of it. When they Who told knows? us that at E3, like they can do it in any shape or size, yeah. right? Because it's yeah. just yeah. a sticker. They they announced Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer, which uses the card-based amiibo. Yep. Um, they showed that Splatoon, a yep. brand new franchise for them, is going to have a dedicated amiibo line. And the only way to Super get the happy squid. About that. Is the three pack? Yep. You're not getting it any other way. The yep. boy and the girl are available separately. The squid you have to get. Excuse me. It's like the Disney Infinity model where the the play token or yep. one of the pieces in the three pack. And I think that's okay. I mean, that's how toy marketing works, right? Like you pay a little extra to get that one special thing, and like it shouldn't be for the completionist who wants all the amiibos. Buying a three pack is not going to be a big no. deal, unless it's exclusive to oh. a retailer who is not in your Stop neighborhood. It. Or it's in short supply, and that's, of course, there's the actually, worry. They announced that there's one gas station in Detroit that yeah. will carry all Can of this. Can we just yeah. ban the word retail exclusive, like, ever it, on yes. the show, ever? A, like, very, just, a very cynical person on the NVC Amiibo group um, said that uh, Ness is exclusive to eBay. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so amazingly nice true. That's awesome. Yeah. That is very true. That's great. So well, I, eBay was actually, they, they, they went head on with this stuff, because yeah. they, they were tweeting... <laughs> That, uh, hey, you couldn't get blah, blah, blah here and there, so we have it here. Gold Mario. They're like, Gold Mario sold out in seconds. Not on eBay where it's four times the price. Like, yeah. They- right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, I just want to say, of the three that they announced, the functionality that interests me the most, believe it or not, is Yoshi's Woolly World, which surprised me only because it seemed to be the double cherry power-up. 
yeah. is what it does. Like you get a second Yoshi that you can, you know, turn into an egg and throw at things, and then you control them both at the same time. Now, don't get me wrong. Right. I thought Double Cherry was one of my favorite things in 3D World. 3D uh-huh. World, for all the, the, the things that people like to crap on with 3D World, I felt like the power-up game was some of Nintendo's best new power-ups. Right. In years. And it wasn't paywalled. And yeah. it wasn't paywalled behind an amiibo thing. Um, I, I just, I like that concept. And the, uh, the like we said earlier, the yarn made amiibo are yeah. adorable. The card based Animal Crossing game, I just don't know what that game is. I well, don't either. It feels I'm like confused. to me, like that's not why I played Animal Crossing. And there, there are some people who love the home design portion they and do. the feng shui and all that. I did and want so to bring that up. Yeah. That's what this leans into. It's more like a Tomodachi life kind of like a snippet of of your Animal Crossing experience. Yeah, but why? I mean, so, that, that that experience well, is development fully... time. It's it takes a long time to make a game like Animal Crossing with all the different events and all the bugs yeah. and everything you can but get. But most of those things, that criteria already exists in a game called Animal Crossing. Like if I yeah. want to organize furniture in a house, I can go do that. But, I know this one is task based, yeah. But I, it's like making a, a Mario mini game about jumping. I yeah. will it's say like though, I can that do that in the regular Mario games, yeah. along yeah, but, with a hundred other but things. You, but think about like we some people think it's a stupid idea, but an endless Mario jump and run game for mobile platforms, right? Sure. Like that to me is the equivalent of this game, where you're getting a slightly different experience from a full, full Animal Crossing game. We don't yet know how good it is well, and, and how how addictive yeah. the kind of gameplay is with the cards. Of course. I want so, to make the point, though, yeah. that Animal Crossing as a series defies the conventions of what a traditional game is. Mm-hmm. They always yeah. have. And what they showed seems to fall in line with that, but it's something that I'm not entirely sure... I like the home design aspect of Animal Crossing. I'm someone who actually takes a lot of joy out of that. If you look at the house that I made in that game, Mm -hmm. uh, it it sort of mirrors a real house. I didn't go all fantasy like some people do. And I love that that it really communicates your personality, the house that you make in that game. So I think that it's really cool that a game is designed around that. What's not sitting well with me is that you're scanning an additional amiibo to just watch them hang out. That's the point where I kind of check out a little bit because I'm just like, okay, after I've made this really cool thing, you mean to tell me that – I'm not really taking advantage of it. Like this is the this is how I take advantage of it. Mm. To me, that didn't 100% gel right with me. Now let's be clear though. This game doesn't come out until the fall, so there's plenty of time for them to say more sure. things about it. But I will say that the initial reveal to me felt lame. You're not in love with the concept. Yeah, and I get that. Yeah. And I, I actually didn't have a problem with the Yoshi Amiibo integration. I thought that's a cute little extra. It's, no, it's yeah, clearly I, not core to the game. And the Amiibos look awesome. Yeah, I really no. love the concept of having ones that break out from the, the mold. Yeah. Well, Literally. no. I, I hope it didn't sound like I'm down yeah. on it because I'm not. But, I just feel that the, it came from somewhere else. The cards else. thing, I mean, first of all, the cards could be very cheap, right? We, yeah. we don't know yet yeah. like, well, here's what a, that's Here's what worried me about that. Uh, there's How many Animal Crossing villagers are there? Hundreds? Ooh, did you yeah. see um, that you Wii see U application? The numbering on the, some of these cards, one of them made no sense. It was 10 out of 4, which I don't know how the hell you get that. But there were there was, there's going to be a lot of these cards, and we don't know if you're going to buy them in packs, if they're going to be random, if you're yeah. going to get doubles or triples and have to trade them with people. If they're Maybe. exclusive to eBay? Yeah. Yep. No, yep. some of them maybe, but it, but it could be like any any you know card uh, trading card game. Um, I agree. So where you buy a standard pack and a booster pack and all that kind of stuff, um, like we just don't know enough about that yet. In which case, this home application becomes a companion app to yep. a card game, right? Yep. So, so um, lots of questions about that one. Yeah. So then, Splatoon amiibo integration is that you touch an Inkling amiibo to get missions, and these special missions you unlock weapons and gear that you can only get through compatible amiibo, and they yeah, showed so a couple. 
of outfits. Like there was a Shogun outfit. There was, mm-hmm. but it's interesting because dedicating a specific amiibo line to me says Mario is not appearing in this game. No. None of your other amiibo are gonna uh, unless that that's the next reveal that you scan in another amiibo you have and you get like a Mario T-shirt. Yep. Which, uh, let's be fair, in a Nintendo franchise that could be cool. Um, and that was the kind of expected thing. No, they said we're doing our own line for this. Jose, so you said you're happy about this line. Why? I for think they look IP, cool. I like. I to, love to, to, to dive in like. Well, this. I'm happy that they're creating new IP. Are, are the characters' names really boy and girl? Splatoon, well, because boy and girl. They're, well, they're custom. Yeah. You're gonna design a custom German Per Schneider inkling. I, I know, but but here's here's my issue with it. Like, I feel like it's one of those things where you know. Like if they had really given the given the duck hunt dog a name, you know, twenty years ago, we'd all know it, and like yeah. it'd be much more so, of a character. Now Smash Brothers elevated that character. So right? like, yeah. so like Robin uh, in Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah, How Robin was the stock name for the character. Totally and it shows up in Fire uh, th- and Emblem. that that always that still confuses me about Nintendo. They know character design and and character promotion so well, and then they come out with these kind of generics. And I, I think that's a missed opportunity <clears throat> where they could have assigned names, and in twenty years these would be really memorable characters. Or, that's said i love this step of making them amiibos yeah. because that makes them sure. more real uh, yeah. maybe the the cross step in between them and granted this is pie in the sky thinking but let people customize that amiibo to order mm-hmm. like yeah. there are dozens of of sort of hair and, and face and oh. you know outfit options you can get collect them all and you basically that sounds order. complicated that would man. be too yeah. complicated yeah. but for a game like that where uh, you are creating a custom mm-hmm. avatar that to me says a lot like we still haven't seen them try to like how are they going to approach me fighter for smash brothers like are they just going to go with not, the stock three that you who, see who knows? It might be screen? like Skylanders where you can take them apart and add new elements. That right? would also like, be a cool amiibo. Yeah. Swap like Force started that. that. Swap the but again, for Splatoon, this is, this is now weapons and 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 uh, character skins and stuff like that that, mm-hmm. are, that are paywalled behind yeah. amiibo. So uh, this is another thing. Like if you don't – if you're not into these things, you really have no choice because the cards aren't exactly happening anytime soon. We've, we've seen the Animal Crossing ones. We haven't seen cards for Splatoon or Yoshi or Smash or anything else. But do you – like it sounds like you object to that. I have no problem with paywalling things behind a figure because I'm getting something really cool. I, I, I'm totally yeah. with that. I'm, I'm Again, I'm speaking but, on behalf of the people that don't want to do that, yeah, that and, don't want clutter. And let's, you know? let's, let's take this in a different direction. The Splatoon Amiibo, where else will they work? Mm-hmm. Are they – only devoted to Splatoon. Yeah, is Splatoon the only game that works with those amiibo? Well, that's the thing. Like you, if you, well, if Hyrule you, Warriors, it's Christmas with any amiibo. But if you, you know drew, what I'm trying to say? <laughs> if you drew this out like a tree, basically, a lot of these branches just stop, yeah. right? Like Toad was like, oh, he Mario Party, but also the Captain Toad stuff, which I tried over the weekend. It's really cool. The, and Hyrule Warriors and and Hyrule. You gotta yeah, add Hyrule Warriors to every amiibo description. I, um, but then there's a Sorry. couple that just that you know you get a lot of life out of, and there's a couple you just get none. You know, I don't know, guys. I do think there is the Amiibo game. I think that is coming. Oh, I believe that too. There will be the Amiibo game. Maybe that is the big Christmas game and the reveal in June saying now every character you own becomes a playable character in this game. Yeah. It could be. As long as it's not like Infinity or Skylanders, I just think they're too proud for that. I don't think Nintendo would like would the, that kind of mashup. Yeah, I don't think Nintendo would straight up ape that concept. Like it would have to stand on its own two feet. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be like a, a shooter, kind of like a Gauntlet style game like that. But like, think about more of a Nintendo Land where you know, uh, or or something that's a little bit more like Mario Party, where you just have 
you know, your choice of character that can enroll. And like, if you don't have that amiibo, you're not going to get that character. You just yep. get the core character. I think that's that's fine. So, um, so okay. So then on the topic of best and worst, one of the things that I really liked coming out of this was the updates for Mario Kart and Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seeing yeah. Mewtwo. So nothing, to me, nothing is better than a Smash Brothers character trailer. Like yeah. nothing. Like they, they go all out to have these really funny situations. You get a lot of Sakurai humor in them. Lucas coming to the game in June is awesome. Even though he said no more DLC after... Well, he's been intentionally vague on the question. Because I think at Nintendo, there is still very much the awareness that people do not... People don't react well to DLC that's announced before a game comes out. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and we're going to talk about something that's related to that. That coupled today. with the notion that Smash Brothers fans are insatiable. Yeah. yeah. And they want they want a 500 uh, character game. Don't underestimate, you know, Sakurai's fatigue too after creating a game that has, I mean, it has a crap ton of characters, 50, 52 right? That, characters that game is loaded. And then somebody says, that's great. You created all these characters. How about more? And he'd yeah. be like, oh. Where's Knuckles? You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one is asking. Miles Tails Power. Knuckles the Edge um, Cheetah. So, so and, and then you have the language, you have the kind of the translation thing where you're not always sure of the subtleties of what he actually said in the original yep. interview. And of like, it, it was a no brainer that this game would get DLC on the character front. Yeah. And okay. there's more to it. They're, they're costumes. Yeah, which, right? is, which, is, which is fascinating to me because it's like we just talked about how they're polarizing a little bit with Amiibo DLC, but I think the Smash Brothers stuff and the Mario Kart stuff they're doing is excellent. It's some of the best DLC in the world. The yeah. outfit stuff still doesn't. That's a little. Right with me. That's a that little. One was that's, like, a, that's definitely okay. sticking you, one toe in the mobile Smash pool. Yeah, you buy outfits. You're buying for outfits money. across for money, and you could get one in one version of the game or across both. And I'm glad yeah. those options exist. But I'm still like, you, why aren't you organizing these in, these in packs? Yeah, you know, like, I guess why I, am I buying them piecemeal? I glossed over that because it's not. I have zero interest in that whatsoever. Yeah. I don't play as Me Fighter, so yeah. that's very specifically. That, and that's the thing too. That's a great point. A lot of people don't play as Me Fighter. Yeah, it mm-hmm. seems like a weird thing to, to put that much effort in as something that's like one out of a 52 character choice you can make. Um, I understand that people customize Mii Fighter, but why why use him when... when... you can't play as Mii Fighter online unless you're in friend battles. Yeah. Uh, you are... I wonder if they have the no- if they have access to the numbers. Like how many people are... Like, you know, the rankings? Like yeah, who's for picking sure. what character? I would say a and lot of... And is Mii Fighter really low or really high? I would say a lot of people are probably picking him if they're going to justify spending time creating DLC. Like I, I also think yeah. it's, it's definitely them sticking one toe in the mobile pool to say we're going to start selling things for 75 cents or two for a dollar fifteen. Like that's new... That's new pricing for Nintendo. Yeah, Those are weird numbers. And that might just be... I mean, it's really hard, I think, to create characters for the other... For the uh, costumes... For for the other characters, yeah. right? Like Me Fighter is the same size, and so it, it's easy to mm-hmm. just kind of roll out a pack like that. Okay. Um, now it's I don't have a problem with that one either because like I'm when I see costumes for Me Fighter, I don't have to own them all. That's you know, and that's, that's like good point. to me, it's more like oh, I'm a huge Link fan, therefore I go for the Link costume. Right? <laughs> but, yeah, but and to, then it becomes an affordable. But to yeah. the point you made earlier, it is surprising to see them putting that much effort towards something 100%. that we don't want. One hundred percent, no people are using. It's a all, it, it's a strange one. It was unexpected, but you know that's what I love. Nintendo Force. Yeah. Speaking of unexpected, because there was a lot of unexpected and cool yeah. stuff in Speaking that. Speaking of yeah, unexpected, direct. they want you to pick the next Smash Brothers yeah. fighter. And I, I guarantee, I thought that website would be down in five minutes. Oh, I was like, yeah. you know how many people yeah. are going to fill oh, that form out? Oh, my. So knuckles, what do you want? Knuckles, everyone. Yeah. You want Knuckles? No, absolutely Who not. Do I don't want? care about Knuckles. Drop it. Drop, uh, drop a name right here. Who do you want? As I, the so Smash I, I said Tingle yesterday. Thinking about it more, I would like. Um, Probably Waluigi, one of the Paper Mario characters. But somebody made a suggestion to me on Twitter that I love, that I'm sticking with 100% until the end of time, and that's Shovel Knight. 
Shovel Knight's oh, yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah. love to see Shovel Knight in that game. Shovel Knight would be he's, he's absolutely perfect for. He could be an eight bit sprite, like yeah. really big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I love I love the idea of bringing like just I th- I'm already picturing the character trailer where you know you see some dirt fly off the screen, all of a sudden he shows up, puts the shovel. Well, down, and, and it like, will put a fantastic another fantastic soundtrack into Smash yep. Brothers. Like yep. Jake Kaufman's work, and I forgot the uh, the uh, other composers work on that game. Yep, phenomenal, absolutely amazing music. What do you want? I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I think KK Slider would be awesome from mm-hmm. the Animal Crossing universe because he's got the guitar, and you can imagine he'll have like really funny moves that are Animal Crossing. Was he gonna hit somebody with a guitar? Yeah, he like likes a coffee John style, like the honky tonk. Huh? You can throw coffee in your face. <laughs> yeah, he can. Yeah, and and plus his voice is so awesome. Just yeah. hearing him going like. <laughs> I mean, his final smash yeah. could easily be the DJ table. So I'd yeah. love that. Yeah. But uh, what's it? Was it eight bit in WarioWare? The the little kid, the video oh, game. Oh, nine, nine, yeah. nine volt, yeah. nine volt, eight yeah. bit, nine volt. I always um, thought they'd be cool. You know, like any of those kind of like side characters that you look at the character, you really like them just from the way they're designed to pull them into this world would be really cool. So okay. are we gonna be able to see like public rank? in terms of which which is getting voted the highest I don't think here. they're going to share any okay. of no. Because my that guess that is it's going to be someone Ridley. like, it's going to be Ridley and Snake will yeah. be the ones that get really bumped to the top. Because yeah. Snake's one of the ones that don't, we had him and then he went away and now we're like, bring him back. Don't so. underestimate the power of Pokemon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like people are going to vote for Pokemon for sure because yeah. there's so many. Mm-hmm. Snorlax so is going to have a moveset that's, where yeah. he just falls asleep. Yeah, yep. or falls on the whole screen. Um, in terms of who I want, uh, I almost want Wonderful 101. I don't think, I mean, I don't know if Bayonetta would really fit in that world. I know no, people want one. that. That's a strange one to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, uh, Snake, maybe some more Star Fox characters. Snake had a gun. Like he fought, he but it just, did. there's something and, a bit, the you know, way it impacted it. That skin tight outfit was strange on him too, though. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm just like, I don't know about this. Uh, Rhythm Heaven is one of my favorite games of all time. So if they could fit more Rhythm Heaven love into that game. Mm-hmm. Like I know for a long time people were saying the choir kids were going to be playable and that's not happening. Yeah, no, But not. at least I didn't think it would there, be. There's also, I think, wealth in the, uh, you know, obviously there's um, uh, Tom Nook and, and characters like that oh, from yeah. Animal Crossing. But there's wealth in the Zelda franchise too beyond the characters we have. You yep. know, if you're thinking about Midna and, and the wolf kind yep. of set yep. up. Like yeah. there's some cool concepts that could work in the game too. Tangle would Tangle. be really scary. Loompa. All right, <laughs> like, and with that, um, let's go on to uh, what else was cool out of this? Oh, one thing not cool emblem. that the next Smash Brothers update is going to tweak character balancing, and once again, it is guaranteed the community is going to have to figure out what changed because Nintendo doesn't want to tell you. Yeah. Um, or maybe Sakurai doesn't want to tell you. Like, I don't know, but I feel I can't help but feel for the Smash community sometimes because here's Nintendo supporting this franchise that they all obviously really care about. There are multiplayer games there and back on the internet. And whenever they make changes to balancing, they make it public because they want you to know that when you do Rosalina's down A attack, it doesn't do what it used to anymore. Yeah. Like as much damage as it used to. Yep. Like you yeah. deserve to know that. Yep. <sighs> that that bothers you? It does bother me. See, I feel like half the fun is figuring out what they changed to. And then moving you know, on. I, yeah. I again I I get it. I just it's I don't, mm, moving on. Yeah. Mario Maker, September release. <laughs> Just in time for the 30th anniversary of Mario himself. Yep. Good looks timing. Aw- looks yep. awesome. Yep. Yep. Very excited for it. I would have wanted it sooner, but I can wait. So did you guys notice that on the footage that it, uh, was shown uh, when there was the voiceover portion to it, the sharing section had music from one of the 64 DD games that you and I played. You know that? Oh. 
Oh yeah, that thing. What was that? Uh, what was that from? That was a uh, art studio. Yeah, uh, talent studio. studio. Yeah. yeah. So it had yeah, the was... music from the menu of talent studio talent playing in studio. the background. That completely blew my mind. I was like, holy wow, cow, that's yeah. in the game. Also, in the trailer for that game, that I don't know if people picked up on, they so you know how you switch between four different art styles. Yep. So what happens when you switch from the Wiggler? Who like the Wiggler was a character introduced later in Mario. When you switch to Super Mario Brothers art style, there is an eight-bit sprite version of the Wiggler, and yeah. they do that with the wow. ghost, the Boo Ghost oh, from uh, That's awesome. From Mario I didn't even 3. notice that. I, yeah, I, I, I watched that. the trailer again. It was just <laughs> panning through it in slow mo, and I was like, "That's right." So like, Chain Chomps are gonna have like eight-bit sprites. It's, they're rewriting history. That's with Mario really Maker. cool. I didn't even think Wiggler. about that's that. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 All and that then, stuff is still. You know, in the trailer, you could also see what happens when they blow up some of the characters yeah. to bigger sizes and like I just love the 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 visuals of creation in that game like yeah. how it looks yeah. when you're putting stuff together like how you shake things yeah. and Actually, yeah I'm really excited myself. about this yeah just, just I just realized I said 8-bit chain chomp sprite yeah. and it's, it was already 8-bit in mm-hmm. Mario 3 yeah. like it's just a, a more primitive version oh, that fits right, 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 yeah. right. the original Mario Bros awesome. just to yeah. clarify for folks alright yeah uh, that was that was really cool Mario Maker I mean coming later in the year though means that probably the Christmas reveal is not a Mario game yeah like <laughs> That Unless would be really weird to say. Yeah. Well, yeah. Iwata did say, and this is not a hint at anything, but it's like we're going to be looking for other. We're going to be celebrating Mario's thirtieth in other ways. Does that mean another game? It yeah, could yeah. mean another game. I don't think it means another game, but we don't know that. Uh, I just wanted to put that out there because mm. that's the thing. All right, uh, trying to find other ones really fast because we have to go. So you're actually, sorry, listeners, you're not going to get what? the full treatment on this Nintendo Direct on Nintendo Voice Chat this yeah. week. But we will sweep around. Uh, talk about Okay, let's talk about one that I felt was lame. I was very happy to see Shin Megami cross Fire Emblem. Uh-huh. I was not very happy to be greeted with a lot of <laughs> out-of-context footage and yes. a very, very lousy J-pop track <laughs> okay so you're reacting more to the quality of the presentation rather than what the actual game is because i think, I the, think the, big, good. But the big controversy is what the game is like when well, somebody no, no, no. don't confuse them fire emblem 3ds is what you're about to talk about with the no. controversy no i'm talking no, about no. the shimigami no shimigami cross fire emblem has, has its own controversy what is that controversy well when they announced the game what did we think it was going to be uh we thought it was going to be fire emblem with Shin Megami Tensei characters, clear. you thought no, that. but I didn't they think that. okay. So what what they rolled out though is kind of like and granted, this is two years ago, right? Really early. <laughs> they probably hadn't even picked like who was going to make this game. Yeah. Like I thought, and many thought it was going to be Fire Emblem with with a character crossover. What it is is also not Shin Megami Tensei. It is a completely different game. It looks completely wacko. Right, <laughs> it has it has like you see Tiki from Fire Emblem appear, but it's not like I was expecting. Hey, there are all these Fire Emblem characters. No man, this is this is crazy. Yeah, this is a crazy it's, town. It's this game. Some, so it, what it's it, crazy town. But it, but it is. I mean, it is a full fledged RPG with an overworld, and you got kind of like little persona elements in there. You know, like silhouetted characters. You've got weird arena battles with people on like freaking like. What, what are they like robot bicycle horses and stuff like that yeah like, I had no idea what was very, going on I mean it's very anime people's clothes randomly pop off like yep. like <laughs> you know like sorry I just had a strange yeah. visual no. from this game in my well it, it happens in anime right <laughs> but like that is a different game that people were expecting I guarantee you that 100% of people 
who are following those two franchises yeah. were p- expecting. I, I actually, I'm not following either of those franchises, and that was an incredibly confusing five minutes for me. Yeah. Like, just but, to tuck that in there. But hey, I'm intrigued because it could mean a completely new game concept and not just a lazy kind of crossover title that pulls in uh, different characters. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. So uh, then let's talk about uh, more Fire Emblem stuff. Yeah. So we got to, uh, let's make this the last story we talk about. And again, apologies, uh, just scheduling. We have a longer break this weekend, so we didn't really have enough time to pull out the whole show for you. However, Fire Emblem 3DS, which uh, in the West is now a 2016 game, and they went into a lot of specifics on the campaign and how they're... It is basically the Theon Greyjoy of, yeah. of video games. If you watch Game of Thrones, you know, <laughs> you know it's not. That's it's true. a slight spoiler. It's not really. Theon was raised by yeah. a different family, but his bloodline is is completely separate, and he gets embroiled in a conflict between those two. That's what this game is. Do you follow is, your bloodline or your inherited kind of allegiance, right? Yeah, or, or the people who raise you. That's yeah. absolutely right. Um, so in the West, the presentation for this game went smooth. We all were like, hey, this looks rad. Like one campaign will be a little easier and one will be more difficult. And they sort of framed it as like, you don't know which way it's going to go, but you get sort of a different experience depending mm-hmm. on which yeah. campaign you choose. And you get, yeah, you get a choice, right? Like, do you align yourself with the Hoshido? They're like, they're the light kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. The, the path is a little, a little easier. Or do you go with the Noir? Play on Noir, like French. It's yeah. a dark, uh, dark kingdom. Um, and like the choice is yours. And like immediately you think, wow, that's cool. I can replay the entire game again yeah. and choose the other path. Meanwhile, in Japan... <laughs> The details came out that they are at least this is only for Japan. Let, let's put this up front, right? So they have not talked about how they're delivering this game in the West right. at all. But in Japan, they are basically going to have the Pokemon effect. It's going to be two retail boxes you're going to choose from, either Light Kingdom or, or Dark, Dark Kingdom. Kingdom. And then you can download through DLC, you pay for the other campaign if that's what you want to go right. through. So both games will remain the same until Chapter 6. Yeah. And then after Chapter 6... If you bought it at retail, the choice that you made at retail is locked in. You're going for the light side or the dark side. If you've downloaded it, I'm not 100% no, sure how to get it. No, if you download it, you can choose. Like, you get to Chapter 6. Until Chapter 6, both versions of the game are the same. Yeah. So you get to, uh, with the digital version, you get to Chapter 6, and then you make a decision. You say, you know what? I uh, I favor the cause of, of the Dark Kingdom. I'm going to go with them. Yeah. So at that point, though, your choice becomes locked in, and that's the version you own. And so if you then want to replay it later with the Light Kingdom path, you have to download the DLC for another 20 bucks. So yeah. it is basically they announced day one DLC in Japan. Yeah. They're saying you buy a game for like 50 bucks, whatever, 4,800 yen, and then if you want the other path, that's DLC for another 20 yeah, bucks. Yeah, and it's another $20. But there's but a that, third one. There's a third path. There's a third path, now, which will cost you another twenty bucks if wow. you want. So let, let but before we get crazy, like again, I don't know if they're gonna have as much confidence to yep. do the same pricing yeah. in in the West. I will remind people, Fire Emblem, Awa- Fire Emblem Awakening had paid DLC. They were organized in packs. Mm-hmm. It was roughly, I want to remember it as three bucks or so, or a dollar fifty. I'm not entirely sure. Granted, obviously the amount on the price matters. Tremendously when making purchase decisions. Sure. But this is, that must have been really successful if they decided to go about this for the next game. For sure. And people in Japan are also paying more for special editions for franchises like Fire Emblem, right? Like, there is a package that's a special edition for about 100 bucks, right, in Japan that has all three paths and it has a exclusive, um, it has an exclusive trading exclusive. card. There's a Fire Emblem trading card game called Cypher in trading Japan coming card. out at the same time. 
like you get an exclusive card you can't get anywhere else. So it's a yeah. cool special edition, but it's a hundred bucks, yeah. right? And so that for this franchise that wouldn't fly in the U.S. So I actually thought it was cool that we got the announcement that didn't that made it sound like you do get two games in one. Mm-hmm. For hopefully it's going to be for that same price. Now, of course, you know there will be reactions saying, "Hey, you're nickel and diming us. You're taking a game and you're splitting it, and you're announcing DLC day one." Like if they had rolled it out as, "Here's your game. You're following the path of the Hoshido," and then you know two months later after the game is out, said, "Hey, now we're going to give you the Nor path for twenty bucks." That would have been a very different reaction, I think. Right. And just like Fire Emblem, we're going to give you the rest of the episode of MVC what? next week. Sorry, <sighs> folks, but we really got to go. Thank you very much for listening to Nintendo Voice Chat. We are a weekly show on IGN, but we are not the only podcast on IGN. We have great shows. We have videos. We have articles and features. You should right. come check us out, IGN.com. Also, if you are a fan of MVC or you just want to leave us feedback, you can email us at MVC at IGN.com. Give us feedback on the show or head on over to iTunes. Leave us a review. Always helps to know what people yeah. are thinking and what you're saying about the show. Lastly, you can follow us on Twitter. You can find Agent Bizzle, known as Brian Altano. That's right. That's where I am. How am I messing up this? You're doing good. I'm You're doing, doing great. Fine. Yeah. All right. One more time. All of it, baby. Let's do it over. Uh, you can find Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle. You can find Per Schneider at Per IGN. I'm happy to talk with you on Twitter about some of the other announcements ahead of the next NVC because there was so much good stuff in there and so much crazy stuff. In yeah. There, yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, we were pressed for time. And lastly, I am the jerk who had to split the show up. <laughs> Jose <laughs> underscore Otero. Thank you very much for listening. And you can find us next week, not as paid DLC. That's right. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.